Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Haiti's political faction agree on temporary transition government. Bruce Golding to head Commonwealth Observer Mission for Bahamas election. Jamaica's agricultural minister Floyd Green resigns after being caught breaking COVID-19 protocols. And head of Art Museum in Puerto Rico is named Wiseman Art Museum's new director. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Thursday, September 16th. We start our report today in Haiti. The St. Kitts Observer reports that Haiti's main political parties have reached an agreement establishing a transition government until the holding of presidential elections and a constitutional referendum next year. The agreement reached over the weekend establishes a council of ministers under the leadership of Prime Minister Ariel Henry. Henry is also a person of interest in the investigation of President Moise's assassination. I have the assurance that this agreement will make it possible to conduct the affairs of state during this interim period as short as possible in order to achieve our main common objective, which is a return to normal functioning of our democratic institutions on new bases in a secure and stable environment, Henry said. The agreement for peaceful and effective good governance was signed between Henry, who has been leading the country since the assassination of President Jovenel Moise in July. The spokesperson for the opposition group known as the Democratic and Popular Sector, SDP, Andre Michel, as well as representatives of political parties such as as Edmund Suplice de la Fusion, Sherelle Yacinti from the INITE has signed the agreement. It was not an easy decision, but we understood that the time has come to build this country on a consensual basis of dialogue permanent. If this agreement did not contain the demands of the population, the democratic and popular sector would not sign, said Michelle. Commission for the Search for a Solution to the Haitian Crisis said it is inviting all Haitians to read the agreement of August 30th and signed on September 11th and to append their signature online if they wish to support the agreement. The agreement established the holding of presidential elections by the end of 2022. It also included a National Constituent Assembly made of 33 members appointed by institutions and civil society organizations. The Assembly will have three months to prepare a new constitution to be voted in a referendum by Haitians. The Jamaican Gleaner reports that former Jamaican Prime Minister Bruce Golding is heading up a team from the Commonwealth to observe the general elections in the Bahamas today, September 16. Golding arrived in Nassau on September 9th, along with an advance party of observers to see the close of advance polling. This is the second time the Commonwealth, a voluntary association of 54 independent and and equal countries will observe the Bahamian elections. The first was in May 2017. 
Commonwealth Secretary General Patricia Scotland convened the observer group after receiving an invitation from the Governor General of the Bahamas, Sir Cornelius A. Smith. Golding said he was honored to be a part of the observer group. Our mandate is to observe and evaluate the pre-election environment, polling day activities, and the post-election period against the backdrop of Bahamian national legislation and regulations, as well as regional and international commitments, said Golding. The team will then report on whether the elections were conducted in accordance with the standards to which the Commonwealth of the Bahamas has committed itself. From September 14, the observers were deployed in small teams across various islands to observe the voting, counting, and results process, as well as meet with other stakeholders in respective locations. On Election Day today, they will continue to observe, including the opening, voting, closing, counting, and the results management process. The group will then issue an interim statement on its preliminary findings. On September 18th, a final report will be prepared and submitted to the Commonwealth Secretary General and subsequently shared with relevant stakeholders and made publicly available. The full composition of the Commonwealth Observer Group includes Bruce Golding, Chairman, former Prime Minister of Jamaica, Josephine Tamay, Chief Elections Officer from Belize, Ian Michael Anthony, Chief Elections Officer from Dominica, Tyrone Buckmeyer, civil society expert from Grenada, Dr. Asha Kassoon, leader, Movement Party of Guyana, Eric Okongo Mogeni, senator of Kenya, Eno Jonathan Uvoro, communication and media expert from Nigeria, and Mark Stevens, lawyer from the United Kingdom. The group will depart the Bahamas by September 23rd. The Jamaican Observer reports that Minister of Agriculture and Fisheries for Jamaica, Floyd Green, resigned from the Andrew Holness cabinet following public backlash after a video surfaced late Tuesday showing him and several others at a social gathering purportedly on a no-movement day and paying scant regards to COVID-19 protocols. The video, which continues to spark outrage on social media, includes Jamaican Labor Party, Councillor for the Mona Division in the Kingston and St. Andrews Municipal Corporation, Andrew Bellamy, and Green's assistant, Gabrielle Hilton, who is also vice president of the Jamaican Labor Party's Organization for Women. All the attendees appear without the required face mask, with the exception of an unidentified female who is seen wearing a mask on her chin. Tuesday was a no-movement day, part of measures implemented by government to combat the spread of COVID-19 in the island. Caribbean National Weekly reports that the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, DHS, has issued a notice extending employment authorization documents for temporary protected status 
beneficiaries from Haiti and some other countries until December 31, 2022. In a recent notice, the U.S. DHS said that the other countries are El Salvador, Honduras, Nepal, Nicaragua, and Sudan. The automatic extension is intended to ensure continued compliance with preliminary injunction orders that have been entered in the various cases challenging the Trump administration's attempted termination of Temporary Protected Status, TPS, for those countries. Beneficiaries from the list of countries in question are also entitled to an automatic extension of their TPS-related documents, including the I-94 arrival, departure records, and the I-797 notices of action if they apply to re-register during the previous USDHS announced registration periods. The USDHS says should litigations be concluded prior to December 31, 2022, with a determination that DPS should be terminated prior to that date, there will be at least a 120-day notice or wind-down period. The department says that although those from Haiti are entitled to this new automatic extension, they also are eligible to apply for TPS under the new 18-month TPS designation for Haiti effective August 3, 2021 through February 3, 2023. Eligible Haitians have been encouraged to apply for the new designation as soon as possible to ensure they do not have any gaps in authorization. Dominican News Online reports that the Caribbean Cancer Research Initiative is inviting applicants for its third annual Cancer Patient Navigation Training Program, which will be held virtually November 1st, 2021 and end on November 15th. The application deadline is October 6, 2021 by 11.59 p.m. This training program was developed by a multidisciplinary team of experts that considered the unique challenges of cancer management for patients in the Caribbean region. The CCRI aims to build local and regional capacity in patient navigation through this training program. Patient navigation is a patient-centered healthcare model that focuses on eliminating barriers to timely diagnosis and management of chronic diseases such as cancer. Patient navigation is successful because it facilitates the timely movement of patients through complex health continuum and provides needed emotional and practical support to patients and their families. This function is most effectively carried out through one-on-one -on -one relationships between the patient navigator and the patients. Persons who complete the training successfully will be able to support friends, family, and other patients as a patient navigator. Persons will also be eligible to be hired by CCRI as a cancer patient navigator. The CCRI is a nonprofit organization that focuses on cancer research and evidence-based interventions for the Caribbean region. For more information, visit www.ccrinitiative.com.
And finally, TwinCities.com reports that Alejandra Pina Gutierrez, who has led the Museo de Arto de Ponce in Puerto Rico since 2013, will be the next director of the University of Minnesota Wiseman Art Museum. Pina will begin her new role at the Wiseman Art Museum on November 29. Her selection was announced Wednesday afternoon. According to the Wiseman Art Museum news release, Pena is an internationally accomplished museum leader and arts professional. She has an educational background in architecture and art history, along with the nearly three decades of experience as an innovative and collaborative leader, curator, and educator in internationally prominent museums, cultural institutions, and arts professional organizations. The Museo de Ponce is known for its expansive collection of European and Puerto Rican art. According to the news release, she has strengthened Museo de Arte de Ponce financially, operationally, programmatically, even in the face of extraordinary challenges, including a devastating hurricane and earthquake. Wiseman Art Museum's interim director and Emeritera, executive vice president and provost Karen Hansen called Pena a dynamic and imaginative museum professional with decades of successful leadership experience in a variety of cultural institutions. She brings a strong international lens to the Wiseman but her work in Mexico and Puerto Rico, particularly after Hurricane Maria, also makes plain that she will be intensely sensitive to the interests and needs of our various local communities and the many ways in which the art museum can serve both the campus and the broader public. Pena has an architectural degree as well as a master's degree in art history from the Universidad Nacional Autónoma de Mexico, where she was also taught. Before moving to Puerto Rico to lead the Museo de Arte de Ponce, she was Deputy Director General of Artistic Heritage in Mexico City, Institución Nacional de Bellas Artes, an umbrella entity for 18 museums. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Thursday, September 16th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and follow us on Facebook.